Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and today we'll be talking about giving our students homework. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to their website, ftaprotect.com, to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering in promo code FTP10. This episode is also brought to you by Barrel Block. Listen, if you are tuning into this podcast, I assume you've heard of Barrel Block. It's the industry standard for safe, dry fire practice and classroom demos with a real firearm. Barrel Block prevents negligent discharges and eliminates training scars. I love using Barrel Block with students because it's safe and puts everyone at ease. When installed, and remember, no tools or disassembly required to use it, everyone in the room or on the firing line can see that the firearm is safe and inert. Plus, given the price, I can't imagine a firearm instructor who wouldn't have one in their classroom gear and one at home for personal dry fire use. Pick yours up today and enjoy a special offer for listeners of this podcast at blocksafety.com and use code instructor20 for a 20% off discount. That's B-L-O-K safety.com. Today we'll be discussing with Steve Burnett why it's important to give our students homework to do away from the classroom. Steve is the founder and CEO of LifeFire Drill Cars that he developed to improve his shooting skills and are also recommended by top instructors like Dave Spaulding from Handgun Combatives. Welcome, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Rob. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm uh, really excited to, to be with you today. Thanks a lot. No, no problem. Uh, I use your live fire drill cards, and I think it's one of those uh, training aids that an instructor can really use to help their students both in the classroom and outside the classroom go to the next level. And probably one of the first things that I think our listeners might want to hear about is why does Steve Burnett go along and create this binder full of drills uh, to go along uh, for everybody? What was your impetus behind creating it? Well, like a, like a lot of products, um, I did it really for myself. Um, I had a couple of experiences um, kind of starting out with my concealed carry permit and really trying to get uh, more proficient with hand, my handgun. And I went to some training and, you know, a couple of things that I realized when I left was I left empty handed. And so as I went to the range, it was difficult for me to figure out, you know, how do I practice what I learned and even remember what it was exactly that I did. Partly because probably like a lot of your uh, listeners that have gone to, to training classes, it's a little bit daunting. You know, my personal feeling while I was there was just don't look stupid. I was trying to learn, but I was so uh, distracted by all the activities and stuff is really tough. So that was one aspect. I, I kind of had a, a little trouble uh, figuring out what to practice. The other aspect was when I did practice the drill, um, I wasn't really sure if I was getting any better or not when I left, uh, partly because I wasn't writing down my results. I wasn't really sure the standards of the drill. So those were kind of the two main um, things that I experienced that led me to create a, a card that had a drill on it. So that that's the, the core of our product is our drill cards. And uh, we have 60 of them right now. Well, that's good. And that leads into kind of the next question. 
you know, from an instructor standpoint, why, why should we give our students homework to do outside the classroom? Well, I, I think the, the idea of homework is, is really um, relatable to everyone who's ever gone to school, which is pretty much everyone, um, that when you uh, learn something in class, uh, you've got that kind of that extra activity to go away and practice what you learned in class by yourself at the range in this case um, with very specific instructions. So one of the things that our products allow trainers to do with 60 drill cards currently and, and more will be coming out is really to select drills that have the skills on them, the focused uh, skills that each drill works on and select a group of, of cards that are specific to that student where that student's at and give that student these cards very easily explaining how to do the drill and how to keep track of everything to go to the range. And then, you know, that student's got something very easy to read, very easy to do, keep track of everything. And, um, you know, one thing I've heard from quite a few people is, well, a couple of things. One is um, they didn't realize that they weren't as good as they thought till they went to the range and actually shot the drill. I, I actually get that from some of the honest people. But the other one is, too, is um, that they really appreciate um, understanding that they, you know, exactly where they're at with certain skills. And like you mentioned, Dave Spaulding, and he's very famous for saying that you don't run drills to run drills. You run drills to build skills. And so, you know, you you run the drills and then you find out how good you are for very specific skills. And depending on what you want to work on, um, you know, that's a great thing. So then. Um, when I don't know about, um, you know, everybody, but most of the people I also have, have talked to, um, when they leave the range, knowing that they've improved, they actually, it kind of invigorates them or gets, you know, gives them a level of excitement about what they're doing. Um, and I, that's kind of a common thing that I hear as well. I don't know what your experience is in that area. Yeah. I mean, students want to improve and, you know, know that they're making, making progress along those ways. And, you know, that's, that's one of the goals as trainers to make sure we give our students something they can actually apply. If the only place they can apply it is on the range and then they forget it or they can't duplicate any place else, that's probably a, a shortcoming from an instructor standpoint. What are some of the skills that your drills specifically focus on? Well, that's a great question. Um, we, we've listed, um, several different uh, characteristics of drills and, and the skills are a part of those that are, um, are searchable on our website and also on an, an index that you would get if you would buy the entire training log that includes 45 drills. But uh, one of them is you know, speed. Some, some uh, drills, um, they, they really kind of focus on speed. There's, a, there's quite a bit of, I think, uh, trainer knowledge out there about the context of training people for speed and, you know, shouldn't accuracy come first and those type of things. There's also sighting acquisition, trigger control, moving and shooting, uh, reloading and so forth. So we have probably 12 or 15 different characteristics that we um, indicate on each drill. And it's not every conceivable thing uh, like draw, point the gun. I mean, that's on every drill 
So we try to just do the ones that the trainer has indicated that he wrote the drill for. Or if it's really kind of stands out as a drill specifically targeted towards a skill or two, we'll indicate those on the card. Mm-hmm. One, one of the things I really like about the uh, drill cards also is we, we've all taken a class and we all want to kind of duplicate, but all of a sudden we, we forget how the drills ran and the instructor's not there anymore to correct us any different. So we actually run the drill, you know, instead, instead of us going along and drawing, you know, the proper way we do it, we're a little sloppy or we forget that we've got to move or just different things along those lines. Your cards go along, lay that out and give us, give very specifics that you're supposed to draw one hand grip, two hand grip, you know, a two shot group, whatever it comes down to so that we can replicate it. So as we're going along and say, okay, when I was in class, that was a two second, you know, uh, shot for me, you know, to do that string. Now, all of a sudden I'm, I'm doing it on my own range and I'm at a 1.1. Wow. I must've gotten really better until I look at it. It's like, oh, I forgot I'm actually supposed to be going along and moving first and then shooting and then reloading and then shooting again. And I forgot one of those steps, something along those lines. And your cards really allow you to make sure you got comparable results from one, from one time to the next. Yeah, they, we do. Uh, we spend a lot of uh, time and effort uh, trying to make sure that the drill standards are accurate according to how the, the designer uh, wrote the drill. And uh, we also uh, have standardized the information on the drills so that if you learn to read one drill card, you really can read all of the drill cards because we don't we don't say everything differently from card to card. It's all very standardized. So you can read it very quickly and understand the drill and spend your time shooting instead of, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, And and so, you know, we uh, also have. placed on the back of the card are all of the instructions so you can always refer to the drill and, and like you said trying to remember one little fact about it you you forgot you can check it and then the front of the card is always where you keep track of your results mm-hmm. so it's really simple um, and easy and from a trainer point of view what it does is if you imagine how much time it may take you to communicate a drill to someone that doesn't really know the drill it can take a lot of time and energy for a trainer to communicate a drill to someone. Mm-hmm. Clearly, At this point uh, with our drill cards, the trainer simply has to pull the cards out and hand them to the, to the student and say, follow these instructions. So we've reduced the effort and the time and confusion of picking some drills that are appropriate to give your student homework to basically just saying, here's these drills, here they are call me in a couple of weeks after you've shot some of them and let's talk about your progress. Well, then there's really not a a lot of question during that conversation about how did you run it? You know, did you do this? Did you do that? You know, wasting all your time talking about that stuff instead of, you know, oh, did you get five shots in 12 second par, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. To, uh, or, or having them ca- call you back in two weeks and like, Hey, I did it really great. I can do this. And it's like, what well, did you do the reload properly? Or, you know, right, right. Else, like, find out that you've lost a bunch of time. One of the things I find that's very helpful too, is you were talking about the skills for the students from an instructor standpoint, there's classes that go very slowly 
and I'm working, you know, to make sure everybody masters skills. And there's other classes that go very quickly to where the, these students are right on, they're on top. They know how to draw, they know how to shoot, their accuracy is there. And I want to add some additional challenges to them. I find the book is a great uh, addendum for me to go through and look and say, okay, guys, we've still got two hours left to shoot. Why not go along? We'll try some of these advanced drills and you can pull up some of those advanced drills to say, okay, we're going to move and shoot and reload and boom. And they can, and there again, I'm not sitting there just trying to make up a drill. I've actually got one that you guys can do the same thing too. When you go home. Right. Exactly. And the, and the thing about, um, uh, using drills as homework is these drills that we have we currently have 60 and there, there's really a, a wide range of levels of difficulty and skills. So, you know, it's, it covers a lot at this point. And when we get more drills, it'll just keep adding. But the, from the point of view of giving homework, the drills you give out is homework do not have to be the drills that you ran. Mm-hmm. They can be, or they could be some of the drills you ran, but they could also be other drills. So, for instance, just to use an easy example would be, let's say you taught a certain type of reload drill in class. Well, that maybe that's your personal drill. You designed it, and it's not one of our cards yet because you haven't submitted it to me and said, hey, we'd love to have that in our system. Well, you can give your students, there's a couple of reload drills in the pack to give them something to practice reloading with. And the idea there would be that they would use your technique that you taught them on that drill, even if it is a different type of reload drill. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, trainers just put, like I said, packs together. We call them practice packs. Um, One of the things that you could do is uh, purchase cards put those packs together and, and sell them at the end of the uh, class. Um, not expensive, but you know, who wouldn't appreciate, you know, a 15, 20, $25 offer of some practice cards that were directly a, a direct hit on what they learned in your class, because, you know, most training classes I've attended are a couple hundred bucks more, maybe more per day. Um, you know, and that, that gives you the ability to continue you know, your investment in, in that time and in that money that you've spent. And probably more importantly is that, you know, the desire to get better, right? You're living with a desire to get better and you've got a connection. And, and that's where in tracking, you know, log, logging your results is extremely important because anybody knows anything physical, the more, off, the more we do it, the better off we get you know, becomes a you know, muscle memory, uh, becomes very, very second nature to us. And if you don't track it, you might think you're doing good, but you want to make sure you're doing it properly as we covered before, but you also want to check and, and see what your timings are. Right. You know, are, are you improving? You know, may, maybe you had an injury, you know, you had a shoulder injury or a hand injury and you want to say, okay, you know, this is what, where I was six months ago. Now I can go along, do it. And I know where I need to be, to be back at the same skill level, do it at the same speed level. Uh, or if you just want to compare and say, okay, this is how fast, um, you know, my brother-in-law can, can draw, this is where I need to, this is where I want to be and what I can do because that's, that's a point in my, 
uh, abilities that I want to improve upon or, you know, my accuracy, whatever, whatever the piece is, you can uh, work on those skills and actually see how things are going. Because if you plateau, that's probably the time where you're going to want to talk to an instructor and say, I'm trying to get faster, trying to get that first shot off faster. You know, why, why am I stuck at, you know, one seven? something along those right. lines. And that's where an instructor with an educated eye can look at it and say, well, you're doing everything right, but do you realize you're doing this? Do you realize you're doing right. that? And it can help all of a sudden shave off another quarter second off your timing. And then you're under, you know, one five, which was what your goal is. Yeah, yeah exactly right. I, I think, um, it, you know, it's good to have goals and, you know, our, our whole product uh, is, is predicated on, getting training and then practicing. Mm-hmm. So our, our product is geared towards, you know, students in the, with a message of get training and don't practice bad technique. Your trainer will have to untrain you and then train you again. So um, we do sell to people directly, but we also sell to trainers uh, as a primary focus because we want people to get, you know, that message of practice the right technique and then try to get faster. The other message that you'll kind of see in our our, our website and our, our whole uh, business is accuracy first. This is a generally accepted best practice among trainers that they would teach students to slow down if they miss and then reestablish the technique and then start to speed up again. Mm-hmm. As a general practice, this is kind of a, a generally accepted approach. It's not, you know, like it's not uh you know, ironclad. It's not that you can't try to go out guns a blazing and just see what happens, but from a safety point of view and other things, um, our, our cards, um, are, are geared towards, uh, communicating to people, get the, you know, get the technique down and then start inching forward with your speed. And to your point about the person that's at one seven, you know, if he's trying to get to one, that's one thing. If he's trying to get to one five, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. By working with a trainer, the trainer will tell you, like Dave Spalding told told me in class, um, when you're doing like repeat shots, when you start getting to point three, 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 two, um, you know, when you're just like a double tap in that second shot, um, he said you're wasting your time trying to go faster for self-defense purposes. You need to work on another skill. So there's this idea that he kind of threw out, which I think is, is a great uh, talking point uh, about what homework's about is get your skills kind of in balance to some degree. And only a trainer can really help you do that to see it. So don't overpractice one skill. And then, you know, to find out that, uh, you know, you can't transition you can't do a transition shot at all, but you can sure shoot the first shot fast, you know, or something like that. Right. Or you can't reload, you know, reload yeah. seven seconds mm-hmm. so, as a trainer. You can speak to that. Right. I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. those are all skills, you know, you got to be able to draw, you've got to be accurate. You know, you want speed, but you want to be accurate, but you also, you got to know how to move. You got to know how to go along and do those reloads. You've got to be thinking during the whole situation because you can do all those things correct, but if you're standing out in the middle of the open, you should be running to cover at some point. And right. you know, so, you know, that's where a lot of the attitude comes in. And I know I've, I've talked to many, in many of my classes about making sure that people have the right 
attitude about things because um, your attitude will help you either avoid the situation or, you know, figure out, okay, maybe I, I need to do something really, really quick here, like run versus right. sitting there and just, and just, you know, start shooting away because life's proven to me as a hunter, it's a lot harder to hit a moving object than it is a stationary object. So I want to move, seek cover and, you know, avoid having to get into a fast draw contest with somebody. Exactly. Yeah. There's way more, a lot of dimensions beyond uh, a drill on a card for oh, yeah. sure. Well, and, but, but the cards and the drills, they allow you to focus, you know, how fast can I get that first shot? You know, how fast can I double tap? You know, how's my reload? You know, I'll go through and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll load up a magazine with one round in it. So I shoot, you know, drop the magazine, reload, shoot second shot, see how fast I can do that. Because to your point, if I take a seven second reload or I don't have my equipment positioned properly on my belt, Right. Where I can easily grab it and doing different things like that. I want to find that out before I'm in that violent confrontation. Absolutely. And you know, that I'd, I'd rather do that on the range. Yeah, absolutely. And For we sure. have a lot of move and shoot, uh, drills at your point, um, to, to practice moving to cover, um, and some of those higher level skills. But, um, you know, what brings to my mind too, is, uh, having gone to some training and done some move and shoot, um, that the footwork, I just remember thinking the footwork is, is really what I'm learning. And you can't put that on a drill card. You can just put move from A to B, but you have to go to the trainer to get the footwork and the mental, you know, the mental processing um, that you should be doing that would, you know, kind of kick, kick, kick you to uh, head to cover or, um, Head, head to a certain direction or, you know, look in a certain direction while you move. It, all of that stuff is the technique that the trainer brings to the table. Mm -hmm. The drill cards just allow you to go practice before you forget it, um, it you know, and, and retain it. Exactly. And, and one of the things I really enjoy doing my classes are scenario-based uh, situations to where you're doing force-on-force force or something uh, along those lines because, you get to practice the draw. You get to practice your uh, lining the sights up, moving, doing all those types of things. But people actually get the experience of, you know, how dynamic the situation is because let's face it, a two-dimensional range with a paper target in front of you, it's pretty easy to go along and just boom, you know, get that shot off as quickly as possible. When it's moving, you're moving, you you know, how many rounds you have compared to how many rounds they have, it becomes a very dynamic situation. And that's where as much as we train our fingers, our, our feet to move and shoot, how to do things, we also have to train that muscle between our ears to go along and say, you know, recognize the situation and, and understand what you need to do in order to, you know, keep everything else moving. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's well said. Well, Steve, one of the things you touched on was, uh, these, uh, packs that instructors can go along and give their students and things like that. Can you give us a little bit more information on what these, uh, packs are and maybe how the instructors can get a hold of you to get some of those? Yeah, there's, um, so kind of looking at our product as, uh, 60 drill cards at this point, which if you can imagine, you could configure those in any way you want and uh, select any of the drills and put them in, together as a pack of any number of drills. So you could, 
give uh, homework of five drills or 10 drills or 15 drills. Um, so if you just imagine that you have the ability to do that, there's different ways that we make it easy for uh, trainers to do it, depending on um, how big their, their business is, how many of them they would need and so forth. So kind of the starting point would be to just buy some packs of drills, five packs, and we set up wholesale accounts for trainers. So they would have wholesale pricing. And then you can just mix those drills up yourself according to your classes and hand them out. And that would work really well for someone starting out or part-time training because they have a job as well. And, you know, it's, it's their passion, but not their full-time, um, you know, uh, career. Then kind of moving up the scale, um, if you need larger amounts, then you could just contact me and we could produce, you know, 100 sets of those and mail them to you and they would be pre-sorted already in you know groups and again wholesale but that would just make it a lot easier for you to hand them out you don't have to do any of the of the shuffling if you will um, the more um, advanced practice pack would be an example that we have um, we collaborated with uh, Dave Spaulding on and that practice pack actually is on our website available and Dave, what Dave did is he um, allowed us to produce his 10 drills that he uses in training and put together a pack with several of each of those drills, along with what, what he wanted to add to that was called a skill card. So Dave was very adamant that for each drill, he wanted to write something about why did he develop that drill? Where did the drill come from? Why is he you know, running that drill, what are you trying to get out of it, take away from it, and so forth. And the skills that that drill is meant to develop in you. So for his, uh, we actually produced the entire pack. It's got a cover uh, page on it. And it's, um, it's a, uh, a, a pack that is uh, sellable on his website and our website, uh, which he gets a commission on. So because that was a fairly high volume uh, product, we could go ahead and do something on that scale. So there's really, it's a very scalable, uh, uh, many scalable options, depending on what the trainer really needs. That's, that's, that's really neat because I'm sure there's some listeners out there that are probably thinking about, you know, they want to take a look at what all the skills you have in your uh drill cards and see if maybe you've got theirs or, you know, they want to send you some additional ones. Uh, if an instructor wanted to go along and send you, send you some of their drills, how would they go about doing that? Well, the, uh, we're always open to, to new drills. Um, all they really have to do is just you can go on the website and use the contact page and just send me a note. Um, you could email me at steve at livefiredrillcards.com. And uh, I'm actually in conversations with several people right now because we're coming out with another pack of 15 drills. And, uh, you know, we've got we're about halfway there right now. And additional people are uh, suggesting ideas. The only uh, the only real criteria I have is that um, it needs to be fairly clear that it's your drill. Uh, we do validate things to the extent possible. And it can't be um, a small variation of a drill we have. It has to be something with enough difference that it makes sense that that drill would also be offered. That's about it. Other than that, we don't have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of requirements uh, to, to get a drill in. Very nice. How would instructors go about setting up a wholesale account and everything you were talking about? 
Actually, that can be done online if you go to my website, livefiredrillcards.com. There's a ability for them to set up an account and it takes like three or four minutes. And then they just shoot me a note and I will set up uh, them on wholesale status. And that's basically, I just confirm they're a trainer and, or a professional in the industry. And it's as easy as that. And then another, another feature that um, we offer is uh, that um, they can uh, participate in um, a, an affiliate uh, program. Most people are familiar with what affiliate programs are. Um, and if they have a website, they offer our log. Um, we give them a 20% uh, commission on affiliate products. And uh, so that's another opportunity if they have a website uh, and they, and they want to carry products. Mm -hmm. That that would be uh, beneficial because we all know students that want to go out there and purchase additional things. And it would be nice to, you know, at least be able to make a good recommendation for a high quality product like yours and be able to make a little bit of commission off that. Yeah. Um, well, Steve, I uh, want to appreciate or thank you for your time, uh, insight on why, you know, students having homework is beneficial for them and for us. Um, where can instructors find more out about you? Well, the easiest way again is to uh, take a visit to the livefiredrillcards.com website. We have a page called professional and it is a page geared strictly towards professionals, military, police, uh, church groups, and so forth, uh, security. So on that page, we put uh, the different products uh, such as practice packs, trial packs, and other things uh, that we have uh, set up to help them build their business and help their students. Very, 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 very nice uh, how you have that set up. Well, that's going to be a wrap for this episode. We've got a few requests for our loyal listeners. Uh, first, uh, we'll be doing a listener suggested podcast coming up here shortly where we'll have uh, a guest on to talk about classroom management issues. If you've got classroom problems you've had and want to share with how you solve them, feel free to send us an email. Uh, if you have questions about how to handle a specific problem, also go along and send us an email. Our email for feedback and those kind of classroom problems is ftp at concealedcarry.com. Also want to ask you to follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and let us know what you're thinking. Please subscribe to our podcast on Google Play and iTunes. Visit our sponsors at Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. Also, we want to ask you to follow the other concealedcarry.com podcast, Not Your Average Gun Girl podcast and the concealedcarry.com podcast. And if you have any suggestions for future episodes, feel free to send those to us, either from our website or by going through and sending us an email. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe and remember to do your homework. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. 
Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.